Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Oh man, is that what we're doing right now? It is. Is that what's putting this smile on my face? Mm-hmm. That and the loud bird in the background and like the cars in your background. There is never not a car driving by with its stereo turned all the way up. Yeah. It adds to the ambiance. Yeah, I like the city to be our co-host. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the third thing that's has its presence known in our podcast. So like a co-host. Yeah, I mean like like a co-host. <laughs> like around about nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna circumnavigate a term that was already introduced with yes. vague descriptionaries. Yeah. Uh-huh. I knew I was in trouble when I started that. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Please tell me more about what the city represents to you mm-hmm. in our podcast. I think of it as something that tries to become a part of this and uh-huh. then I silence later in post. Gotcha. So it's like the um, silenced co-host. See, I thought you were actually going to come up with something clever, but then you just nope put sure silenced didn't. in front of co-host. Yep. I don't know if if I'm am I the fool for being hopeful, or or am I the fool for God? No matter what, I'm the fool, aren't I? Yeah. Yep. How did that fucking happen? God you damn be- it! You believed in me. Ugh! It's on you. That is on me. Well, Megan. Yes, Amber. Here we are again. Yes, we are. We watch Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. I swear I only watched the first one so I could watch this one. I believe that. I think that's a valid it's a valid reason to watch the first one. I, I think it, I, I'm not, I mean, no shade on the first one. It, it has its faults. It has its, its delights. I mean, there's a reason I watched it in the first place and fell in love yes. with it and bought the soundtrack. And then there's mm-hmm. a reason why I then used that experience to bring me to this one, which I find superior. I might For be, sure. it might just be you and me in this bunker of we support Charlie's Angels the full throttle and wish there were a third and fourth movie. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it was, yeah. I mean, there's... A lot less blackface. There is. 100% less blackface. <laughs> there was never blackface. 100% less brownface. You, you make a good point. So, um, yeah, there's 100% more Demi Moore in this movie, which obviously is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac comes in instead of I feel uh, like there's, Bill Murray. There's a lot more of, hey, would you like to see a movie with 90 seconds of this actor that you know? Have mm-hmm. I got the movie for you? Yes, indeed. So true. Um, which we'll get into after Megan does our glorious and efficient description. Thank you, Ember. I will now. Essentially, this movie is about Charlie's Angels and how they figure out how to get stuff back and then they do and then it's over and it's great wow pretty good right that was amazing (laughs) that was that was fantastic moving on critics corner here we are (laughs) Uh, is that that how you want to leave it um i mean if it's yeah they there's so there's two rings that once you put them together they um 
give you the like names and addresses of everybody in the witness protection program, I guess. Yes, yes. I love that they are actual uh-huh. wearable jewelry. Yeah, I, yep. Mm-hmm. And the re- rings are going to be sold to, you know, various underground overlords to, you know, kill people in witness protection and etc. Yeah, you know, the usual, the Irish mob, the Italian mob, the Yakuza, mm-hmm. all the major players. All the major players want to buy these rings so that they can... I mean, you think, you would think in some ways they might just, like, pool all the money because, like, they probably don't, you know, they probably just have specific people they want to kill. Honestly, it kind of seemed like that's what they were doing was at that, the end. Yeah, yeah. Those didn't, were those bids? Or Because they all wound up in the same place. Was she just yeah, gonna, hey, point. you know, you buy in... And for $2 million each, you get a peek at the list. Like, that's mm-hmm. seems like the Could best be. business model. Yeah, yeah. No need to fight over it. Exactly. Because, I mean, if I were them, I'd just kill my competition, take their suitcase of cash. Now mm-hmm. I have a bigger bid and one less person to bid against. Right. right. I should be a crime lord. But I'm, I'm just sure? too... I'm too ethnically vague to pull it off, okay? Damn it. Like, I, yeah. I don't it's, it's I don't have that that straight pipeline into, you know, Yakuza or one mm-hmm. of the white ethnic mobs. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, just, I'm too vague, and I don't get one. And that's, yep. that is a burden I have to live with. I'll have to start my own. We'll call it the mutt mob. The eth- ethnically ambiguous mob, like Karen mongrel, David said. Mongrel mob? Nope. I don't think that's good. Ethnically hard to pin down. Oh, damn it. Why do I always think she says ambiguous? That's fine. It's I mean, it, it works. I say ambiguous all the time. Mm-hmm. I always think that's what Karen David says in Gallivant, though. But you're right. It's pinned down. Ethnically hard to pin down. I'm not positive. It's just what my brain says. No, you're right. You're always right. No, I'm not. We've established that. I'm only occasionally right. And it seems more often than not, I get my hits when we're recording. Damn. It just makes me seem like I'm right. God, am I doing this? Am I doing it with the power of my mind? You might be. Megan, say something else wrong. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to. Um. She finds it that hard to be willfully stupid. (laughs) I guess it's a good sign? Like a word I don't know the meaning to, or that I'm willing to admit I don't know the meaning to. Mm -hmm, I mean, my problem mm -hmm. is that I don't know that I don't know the meaning to say a word, but... I mean, you are an educator. You have an image to maintain. I do. I need to hold up my um, unflappable knowledge. She cannot be flapped, folks. No, it's true. Unless I ask her to be flapped intentionally, and then she is straight flapped. Exactly right. So, we have two rings, they have the witness protection list on them, we have people interested in them, we have the person who initially stole them, yes. and or murdered the people, and then stole them, or didn't murder the one guy, but then later did murder that one guy, but he was in on it, because, you know, he was the Terminator in Terminator 2, so obviously he was evil, and then we... <laughs> I feel like you're being so vague about this that it means I know. nothing. I'm super enjoying it. This is why I need you to do an actual description. <laughs> Do you see what's happening here? I, I enjoyed it all. That was willful. That was willful, mm-hmm. stupid Megan. I wanted that to come out. I didn't have to try. I just had to keep going. And just it just got worse. Talking. Yep, but yep. you just sat there and let it happen. So let's just, let's pull back in. Let's uh-huh. pull back in and do a real plot description. You're just putting down your foot, huh? Okay. Yes. You have a job. Do your job. I'll do it for you, and I'll do it poorly, and I won't <laughs> cut it out. Oh, dear. 
All right. The movie starts in Mongolia, obviously, where the angels are trying to save this one guy who has a ring. And uh, they save the guy, but not the ring. And then the other ring gets stolen. And then the Charlie's angels are out to find out who has these rings and who's trying to sell them. We found out, find out that the one guy who they saved is actually the bad guy. He just needed access to the other ring. So he tried to frame his own murder so he wouldn't be a suspect. Unfortunately, they, they were too effective at saving him. Yeah, they saved him too hard. <laughs> we had to go to plan B. Yeah. Um, they figure out that... Um, He's actually the bad guy, but what they don't know is he also has a boss, and his boss is Demi Moore. Right. A former angel a gone former... rogue. Whoa. They investigate? Mm-hmm. They're able to um, figure out that... They, I don't know that they actually... They say they figure out that Demi Moore is the bad guy when they see her being the bad guy, but they didn't do anything to, like, stop her or... Um, you know, go get her or no, stop just, her from murdering the first they guy. They just kind of show up at the murder of the guy who mm -hmm. they originally rescued but was also in on it and was her partner. Yeah. They, they And when they say, I knew it was you, here are all the reasons why I knew it was you, then why'd you just show up here? Just, okay. Yeah. And, and, and Demi Moore's character basically says that. Congratulations. Yeah. Now what? Oh, also, when I was an angel, we used guns. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Yep, exactly. The other thing we find out is that Drew Barrymore's character was in the witness protection program. <gasps> and so, dun, dun, dun. And the head of the Irish mob was the her first person that she put behind bars because she informed on him. Because she was also dating him. Because, of course, Drew Barrymore... Always falls for the bad guy. Yes, which they actually, like, say at one point. Oh, <laughs> Dylan thinks he's cute. He's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Pretty funny. So so in order to distract the angels, they make them think that Irish mob guy has the rings. Yeah, and that for briefly, very, very briefly, makes uh, uh, Drew Barrymore's character leave the angels for, you know, like, half a day. Yep, she she drives to Mexico, talks mm -hmm. to a former, I assume, actual angel from the television program. Correct. Who essentially says, go be a team, I guess, or... Yeah, don't... Charlie's angels are teams. They are in more danger without you than with you, which makes sense, because why would they stop going after them? Because yeah. Drew Barrymore's gone. They don't know Drew Barrymore's gone, and also it wasn't always... Like, it just... Whatever. So she comes yeah. back. She goes to Mexico and then she comes back. Yeah. Her, um, the head of the Irish mob is played by Justin Theroux. And at some point he says, you know, I'm going to kill everyone you love and then kill you. Mm -hmm. um, and so Drew Barrymore leaves having like, there, it doesn't mean that he's still not going to try to get him. Like, it's just a really dumb thing to do. She's having a crisis, Megan. She's yeah. having a goddamn crisis. Yeah, apparently. Uh, they kick. Demi Moore's ass and uh, send her into a fiery pit of hell and that's the movie. And then we get some bloops. Bloop bloops. Bloops mm -hmm. with the credits. Yep. And that, my friends, is Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Yeah. Amber, let's head over to the Critics Corner, eh? The new one. This is Critics Corner, what are we, 3.0? I think we're at 3.0 or so, yeah. All right, yeah. let's see if we can uh, keep this one. See what we can do. Hmm. 
what you get? Well, my critics gave this movie a 42 and the audience gave it a 40. Yeesh. 48.54 over at Metacritic. Okay. Very different. At least, I mean, the, the, the critical score is fairly similar to the original Charlie's Angels, but the, mm-hmm. the audience liked the second one much less, apparently. Yeah, which seems strange to me. I don't know. I felt like this was just even, they leaned in even harder to the ridiculousness of it. Right? See, okay. Yeah. Exactly. What, one mm-hmm. of the, I mean, most of the reviews were mixed, and I felt, and most of the mixed reviews, like, there were a lot of 75s, and there were some, some good, like, hey, this was fun and stupid and fun, and the 50s were, this is fun and stupid and fun. You can't get mad at it. It's not trying to be something that it isn't. Just enjoy it. It's a summer movie. You might forget it five seconds later. My favorite review was, like, a, like a 30-ish percent, like a bad red review. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Savlov of the Austin Chronicle said it was less cohesive than the first movie. Sure. I mean... I guess I the first guess. movie wasn't that cohesive, but this nope. one is a little bit more like, bam, bam, disguise, disguise, action, action. So he described, I assume intending to be negative, the movie as a freewheeling collection of random action sequences strung together with little to no discernible rhyme or reason. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's great. Yep. What? It's- that is selling me. Yep. It's funny you should say that because I picked out a quote as well that says, the movie is constructed not so much of scenes, but as the poses that Charlie's Vogers throw as they preen and pout their way through a series of pop videos. And I'm like, yeah, sounds great. I'm into it. I mean, that's a little more judgmental than this one. It is. Yeah. Still super into it. Yeah. Action poses, scenes that defy all sense of physics gravity or reason in which everybody's flying around and kicking and and spinning Mm -hmm. and sliding and it's fantastic i love it the outfits are fantastic very good is great like it's just ridiculous and Mm -hmm. silly and i want to watch it again and the music megan the music it is just it's music videos and action scenes and lucy lou cameron diaz and drew barrymore beating dudes into submission Yep. It's like I have no quarrel with what the critics say. I just differ with the interpretation of their vision. Like, yeah, it's all those things. And that yeah. makes it great. Exactly. You, you're exactly right. Your words are saying, oh, baby, oh, baby. But mm-hmm. your tone is kind of like, pew, pew. I don't like this. Yeah. I am above such things. Mm-hmm. Dumb. I'm not. Roll no. around in this with me, Megan. Yeah, it's Come. so much fun. Let's roll about in Charlie's Angels full throttle, scene mm-hmm. by scene. Let's do this thing. So we're going to leave this critic's corner. Fairly unscathed. Unscathed, mostly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye. So, Amber. Yes, Megan? What is your favorite scenes of this movie? Oh, God, there's so many. There's so many. They're so memorable. It's okay, 2003, you know, mm-hmm. little... Well, baby Amber, she's in, what, her first or second year of college, you know, mm-hmm. still very impressionable, still looking for role models, sure. still looking for that that style of femininity that, that just really speaks to her. She didn't find it in this movie, but she was amused at <laughs> the options this movie presented. Absolutely. The disguises, scene after scene after scene, rapid fire, just like mm-hmm. changing in and out of outfits. This one didn't revolve as much around... Like being silly and sexy. Yes. It was just like 
hardcore, we're going to play dress up and we're going to do different jobs while we investigate different crimes. And yes, there were bikinis and yes, there was a sexy dance scene. But especially in this one, the sexy dance scene, it was a whole group of women, Mm -hmm. many of them professional dancers with our three stars. And it Mm -hmm. was also just very entertaining and cheeky and everyone was wearing high heeled boots. And it almost made me want to wear high heeled boots when I was, you know, much younger than I am right now. Yep. Yep. So first dress up scene, CSI, they're going to investigate a body. We've got three different outfits, three different jobs. Each one jumps off the truck and you're like, oh, this is the crime scene expert. And Mm -hmm. this is the, you know, particulate expert. And then Cameron Diaz jumps off the truck, full mullet, brown contacts, Mm -hmm. just matter of fact as fuck and like chewing gum and just totally doubted up and it's awesome it's yeah, just it really it's is somehow more adorable than when she's like blonde blue eyed and pixie girl yep i totally agree yep yep and then five seconds later oh two of them are working at hot dog on a stick in the stripey uniforms well cameron diaz goes and surfs and they try and find a surfer with a torn acl because that's what they deduced from the crime scene is the guy who killed the guy that they're investigating because he's on the witness protection list and blah 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 who cares reasons so right. who also has um is using pineapple sex wax on his surfboard because he broke into the apartment with the same credit card he uses to um scrape his um surfboard with. Exactly, because the Charlie's Angels are geniuses and they actually perfectly process the crime scene. Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz figured out the sex wax and yep. Lucy Liu figured out that he was smothered and didn't choke on the food mm-hmm. he was eating like the cops thought he had. And then Drew Barrymore figured out that from the shoe prints, he was wearing a limited edition type of shoe and that he had a torn ACL that had been repaired from his yep. gait. They're yep. geniuses, and now they're working at hot dogs, st- hot dog on a stick, mm-hmm. actually making hot dogs on sticks. Well, yeah, that was great. Investigating crimes, they're actually doing the jobs that they're pretending to do. Loving it. Next costume change. Oh shit, motocross time. Yes. Now they have like motocross outfits. They're in different colors with different styles and like shiny plastic armor on the outside, and then the makeup. Oh man, the glam makeup. Uh huh. It's like it's like gem in the misfits style for me like that but also i'm gonna be motocrossing like what and then pink shows up because it's her motocross it is race Mm -hmm. or whatever who knows dirt bike stunts Mm -hmm. great what next they're gonna be nuns (laughs) now they are bright blue habits yeah in bright blue habits thank you for this and then oop we're going to be welders. So now we're on the side of a ship and we're welding and we're wearing the things that welders wear. That lasts for all of five seconds before they then jump into the water from their welding platform and bam, now they're at a club called the Treasure Chest doing a sexy dance so they yep. can steal some keys off of a guy. That, huh, so many things are happening. Yeah, very so good. So many disguises. That's like the first half of the movie. Yeah. So they do my a favorite great job scene with that. is the constant disguises in the first yeah. half of the movie. Yeah. Agreed. There's in one of the um, bloops, they show that Lucy Liu actually was literally on fire at some point during the um, Wilders scene. Yes. And and Drew Barrymore got a cold down the back of her. Like that scene was legitimately dangerous for them because they were actually welding. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quite. Yeah, it's quite good. I love because they were having so much fun. Like, that's just, that is why I love a good bad movie, when they have so much fun making it, and they're just so joyful about it, and you can feel it. Absolutely. 
So I'm going to rewind all the way back to the first, um, one of the first scenes when they are, they've, um, <laughs> they've rescued the guy from under the bar in Mon- Mongolia and they are driving away in this um, truck and on one end of, and then for some reason they're like driving over like a dam or something like that. And there's a tank on one side that's trying to get them. And there's a guy with a missile launcher on the other side. And they both fire at each other. And instead of, you know, getting double exploded, Drew Barrymore drives off the dam in the truck. And thank goodness there was a helicopter in the back of that truck, which they all jump into. Except for, no, yeah, except I guess Cameron Diaz is driving, driving because Drew Barrymore just can't get, she, like, she's just, she's trying to, like, float down fast enough to get inside the helicopter, but. Oh, it is, it is breakneck. It is, it is. She's just, I mean, but they, and they have to pull up in just a moment. And so, like, they really got to get her. Um, and the truck that they were driving explodes behind Drew Barrymore, Barrymore, and um, pushes her enough that she is then able to grab onto the helicopter and then they take off. It's oh, uh oh, yeah. it's very good. <laughs> oh yeah. Plan plan B. Okay. Yep. And then oh, so opening good. titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pre-title. It's yeah. They do Great. a good opener. Mm-hmm. They really do. They do that same scene, the one in the bar beforehand. They do like to use the whole, I mean, the, the whole purpose is like, look, I'm a beautiful woman. Look at me. Is this what you want? Is this what you want? I'm, I'm a beautiful woman riding a bull and distracting you while my friends go in espionage behind you. Right. Stupid men. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Cameron Diaz in pigtails pretending she's like a Swedish mountain hiker. I don't know. They do the same thing in the treasure chest scene where they're doing the sexy dance. Like she winds up inexplicably in a giant martini glass in a bikini and she's just like pouring water down her chest going, oh, well, her two friends lift the shit that they need off of the two guys who are watching. It's like you pouring water on myself and you are just so focused on me right now. You dumbass. Mm -hmm. Is this what you want? You stupid, stupid man. Yep. Very much so. espionage it's about being sexy and having to steal stuff from men but as soon as it becomes demi moore they are fucked hard to seduce demi moore apparently but demi moore seems to sort of want to seduce cameron diaz it's unclear she's just kind of being yeah she half licks drew barrymore's face at there at the end but you know yeah she 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 goes full deranged villainess mm-hmm there's there's a scene where she's just striding around in her lingerie, a full-length fur coat, and her signature gold-plated guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loves those gold-plated With, guns. With, like, a, a, um, a really long nail thing that yeah. looks like a cocaine nail or something. Is that what that, that is? That she's just, like, playing with. It's just, it's, yep. it's like corn chips nail tips, except just one yes. really long one. Yes. Mm-hmm. The evil witch finger. Exactly. A villainy. Yes. She's so happy in that scene, though. She is. She's very happy in that scene. So, yeah, she gets to, oh, she gets to shoot Bruce Willis, which who I believe at that point was already her ex-husband. Yeah, so that's true. 
Do you want to see a movie that Bruce Willis is in for 90 seconds before being <laughs> murdered by his ex-wife? Do I have the film for you? Yeah, exactly. I read that Bruce Willis, for his cameo, didn't want money. He is um, very um, pro-adoption. And what he asked was for Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore to do like a PSA about adoptions, which they gladly did in return for that cameo. That makes me so happy on so many levels. Yeah. yeah. Charlie's nice, right? Angels brought good things into the world. Yeah. And not just itself. Mm-hmm. Other good things. Tangible good things. Why aren't you watching this movie? Why do you hate adoption? It's a very good question. We lose Bill Murray in this one. Yeah, we do. Um, there was some stuff that we didn't really talk about last time, but apparently Bill Murray did not get along with McGee. And there was some stuff that maybe he and Lucy Liu didn't get along, um, which just kind of makes me sad. Um, I will not be a party to this goss. Yeah. This damning goss. No matter what, Bill Murray is not here. Yep. That's true. We we will mourn him, but we got some Bernie Mac making some some weird ad-lib jokes that I was into and also confused by. Mm Mm-hmm. And we also get John Cleese as Lucy Liu's father. Yes. He's not in it much, but he's well used as the remarkably supportive father figure. Who mm-hmm. So Lucy Liu always needs to lie to a significant man in her life. Yes. Uh, this time, Matt LeBlanc knows what she's up to. Mm-hmm. But John Cleese does not. He believes that his, his dear daughter is a neurosurgeon. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> hilariously, Matt LeBlanc spills the beans but he does it in a way that makes it sound a lot more like she's i don't know a prostitute and charlie Mm -hmm. is her pimp because of course if you describe this without using certain details it does sound a lot like they are prostitutes and charlie is their pimp he sends them on jobs and they triple team them and you know they get their man so they please clients and Mm -hmm. they yeah Mm -hmm. john cleese's response to it is okay he's dumbstruck He's mm-hmm. he's taken aback. And when Lucy Lou walks in on them having this conversation, she's like, oh, dad, I really wanted to tell you, but you want to be a doctor so badly. And I just wanted you to be proud of me. But I found something I really love that really makes a difference and makes people happy. And his response is, whatever makes you happy. Yep, exactly. <laughs> he's 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 slightly, you know, yeah, dumbstruck, but also wants his daughter to be happy. And they do this several times, and never once does he actually does he actually learn what she actually does. He is never disabused of this notion. It, mm-hmm. Even at the end, when she comes up to him, and he's like, "Dad, we just took her down. Oh, it was a woman. It was a woman this time. It took all three of us, but we triple teamed her and finally got her on her back." <laughs> and his response: "Well done." <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's so great. It's like a stupid, obvious joke, but yeah, it's John but the Cleese, way they, and I yeah. love that he's supportive. Yeah, and and them going that way with um, his reaction is less expected and more interesting than him being like horrified and yeah, you know, walking, walking out, out and, or something. Yeah, yeah yep. exactly it's more right. interesting. It's more entertaining. It's like, and... oh, you're a sex worker. This is hard for me to wrap my head around. But, but you seem try. so happy. Yeah. Like you seem so, like, she talks about it as, like, this is my passion. He's like, I love you. And if this is what makes you happy, good for you. Good for you. 
<laughs> yep. Although he is horrified when she says she's going to give him a blow by blow of what happened, which to be fair, just that would be horrifying. Twelve sailors. <laughs> yep. Yes. That's, exactly. That'd be a hell of a blow by blow. Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's playing a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> ah, great. Yeah. Oh, when they first meet Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. On the beach, and they're nerding out over, you know, what an amazing angel she was. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that she won the Nobel Prize in astrophysics for working yes. for work in flying mammals. Uh huh. Yep. That never really registered for me because I wasn't really paying attention. But that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, astrophysics in flying mammals. You know, flying space mammals. Apparently, flying space mammals and mm-hmm. their effect on heavenly bodies. I don't know what astrophysics is, but I feel confident in saying huh yeah <laughs> although if you can make that connection i guess you would win a i Nobel guess you Prize. do yeah exactly um i also have to say that there were a couple of very amusing um trivia f- quote-unquote facts on um imdb and one is that demi moore's character is in a black bikini and Cameron Diaz's character is in a white bikini on the um, beach there, which is um, foreshadowing that (laughs) (laughs) Demi Moore is now has turned evil because she's wearing black and Cameron Diaz is still an angel because she's in white. So all three of them are wearing black at the end when they're kicking Demi Moore's butt. (laughs) That's not a fact that's just an observation that you're loosely... No. No. Also, Amber, towards the end of the movie, um, Bosley uses a pole to swat away a bomb that Demi Moore throws, like a baseball. And Bernie Mac starred in the baseball movie, Mr. 3000. So... I hate this so much. There's some trivia for you. That's not trivia. Those are stray <laughs> observations linked to loose suppositions. This yes. is madness. You can't just call anything trivia. Uh, hey, when I watch Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, sometimes I get hungry for pizza. Charlie's Angels Full Throttle and pizza. Am I right, guys? Yeah, write it down, IMDb. Lord. Record Lord, it. I tell you. <laughs> See, who else is in this movie? Shia LaBeouf is in this yeah, movie? Yeah, baby, baby Shia LaBeouf. He's a little baby, baby Shia. He's is one of his earlier roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in the wetness protection program. Right. They managed to save him from being straight moited. Mm-hmm. Yep. By a handsome guy that Drew Barrymore wants to bone down with. So, of course, he's super evil. He works for Drew Barrymore. Exactly. Um, oh, he, he's the uh, attractive Italian in love, actually. The guy that, that tries to kill Shia LaBeouf, yes. Yes, the guy that tries to kill Shia LaBeouf, both in love, actually, and in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. He is just always ineffectively trying to kill Shia LaBeouf. It's probably a career ender for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf survives, and, but he has to be taken into safety. So, of course, Bernie Mac takes him home to his mm-hmm. house, where they have previously adopted white boys in the past. Uh, right. Bill Murray was an adopter. Right. So, so the Bosley name belongs to Bernie Mac and his family. Right. And Bill Murray was an adoptee. Mm-hmm. And at he the end of the movie, Shia LaBeouf gets adopted into the family, too, because he's just, he's just so, he's so cute. Yeah, he's adorable. He's adorable. He's really good yeah. at the game Clue. Yeah. Yes, he is. He figured out it's Professor Plum with a candlestick. In the conservatory? Oh, I think that's right. Good memory. Yeah. 
Thank you. Um, the other person that helps save baby Shia LaBeouf in the motocross racing is just this really, really, really thin man. He's not thin. He's not thin. And we don't know who it is. Crispin Glover is not thin. He is a normal shaped man. I don't understand. Yes. Yes. The character is creepy. But he's not. What are you doing this And we're like, who is this paper thin man? Who is not paper thin. God damn it. We just don't know. But then he kind of gets in the mix. And then he grabs a piece of Drew Barrymore's hair before he takes off his helmet. And then, he, of course, he sniffs the hair, rubs it on his face, and screams. Yep. After what looks to have been a fatal collision. Oh, yeah. He, he just hit, gets like, up. A, a cement column. Yeah. <laughs> and his bike, I'm pretty sure, exploded. Yes. Because he runs off. Oh, yeah. So many people got murdered on that motocross race. They really did. Oh, it was so great. Oh, it was so great. Oh, the music, and then pink. And then the outfits, and mm-hmm. then oh, the dude, he flips around and goes upside down and then just shoots guns. Yes, this is where they super leaned into their ridiculousness. Like you say, he's on a motocross bike, he flips around, so he's in midair, upside down, shooting two guns at Charlie's Angels's. Then he gets back on the bike. Mm-hmm, obviously. But the thin man kills him, so it's cool. Yeah. And then we investigate the thin man, because what the fuck is he doing yeah. in the mix? What's what's going on? You know, he might have gotten a piece of Cameron Diaz's hair, but Cameron Diaz got the metal that was very conspicuously laying outside of his shirt. Right. And it leads him to an orphanage, which, huh, same orphanage that Shia LaBeouf went to. Yes. What's going on? I don't know. But I guess Carrie Fisher is going to tell us because she's the fucking mother superior. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is when the Charlie's Angels is um, all dress in bright blue habits and go talk to um, Carrie Fisher. Who, Not disguise! Who talks about how Crispin Glover grew up in the orphanage and he was so quiet and they there was no like medical explanation for his muteness. Um, but the only time he really came alive was for his monthly haircuts, Amber. Oh, dear God, those horrifying haircuts. <laughs> Why did the nuns keep giving them? Why, Megan? And, Why? and it flashes back to baby Crispin Glover and um, a lock of Carrie Fisher's hair was hanging outside her habit, which you'd think that they would be very sure to not let that happen because oh, yeah. he, of course, yanks it out, which they never show hurting as much as that would hurt. Like, Oh, that'd be so painful. You rip out a chunk of your scalp. Yeah, it's like, a significant chunk of hair. Oh. It's, ooh, ow. So, um... Scalps are bloody, too. That'd be grisly. It would be. And he then, of course, sniffs it and then screams. Oh, he flips. This, yeah. this small oh, child, right. like, flips backwards and mm-hmm. then perches on the back of the chair, just clutching this lock of hair to his face and screaming. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And, and then, then, and then we leave it, and then we don't fucking talk about it for a very no, long time. No, no. But then they're like, "Do you do you ever see him anymore?" He's like, "Oh, oh yeah." Sometimes yes. he he drops by gifts, and he comes by for the odd haircut, and it flashes to adult Crispin Glover doing the same thing in yes, a chair right. with a new nun. You are exactly it's right. So upsetting and so great. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? don't know i don't know he's just contorting and like why would they ever give him a haircut it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because they find out that based on bird poop of on the car that he brought them 
they figure out that they need to go to the docks, which is where they wind up finding the Irish mob and the rings. And then we don't think about Crispin Glover again. Yep, exactly right. Until the end! (laughs) When he shows up! Yes. (laughs) Oh, boy. So let's just hit... So Crispin Glover does come back at the very end. Um, They're obviously the end of the movie on a very tall building facing off with Demi Moore and um, the Irish mob folks. And Crispin Glover just shows up and saves Drew Barrymore from Justin Theroux. And he obviously takes out a piece of her hair, rubs it on his face, and shrieks. And then they kiss, you know, for reasons. And uh, and then he's he's then rubbing her hair on his face, and she somehow now has a lock of his hair that mm-hmm. she's like, she's trying to get into it. She's like, like okay, this is, this is, your, this is your thing. I'm not. This isn't so bad. I'm just yeah. like, just uh, rubbing it on my face. It's, sure, if that's your thing. Sure. And then. Then it looks like he's going to say something. He starts to say something, oh, Amber. Oh, Megan, he's going to say something. And she's like, what? what are you going to Are you gonna speak? Yeah. And then, oh, no, Justin Thoreau comes up behind him and stabs him with his own sword and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> what an inauspicious end to Crispin Glover. <laughs> and he's just thrown from the building with a sword in his gut. Yeah, rough. Oh, my God. That, that fucking, oh, my God. I was like, ah, thin man, stab. Oh, he wasn't so going to kill Lucy You're Lou. Right, he was gonna, so thin. He was going to kill, I hate you. He was going to kill a guy behind Lucy Lou. And then, oh, no, Justin Throws got Drew Barrymore on the ropes. Oh, let's knock him off the building. And then, oh, Drew Barrymore, save her. Kiss her. Rip out her hair. Wait, she also has your hair. <gasps> is she your soulmate? Is yeah. this going to, I mean, is she gonna... isn't the bad guys. And he's, it... but maybe he's not all bad, but, it... oh, he's dead. Oh, he said, "Oh, who is that whisper thin man just floating like a like a feather down to he the bottom?" Falls like a big, meaty, normal-sized human being and gets smushed on the fucking pavement I because he's even not s- a creep. I hate you. I, I hate you see him. so much. See, You're he, a monster. He, he turns in a certain way. He's just two-dimensional. So when he turns that one way, he just looks like a line. This podcast is over. So thin. You're a monster. The thinnest. Man. Thin man! <sighs> For his crimes, Justin Throw is also thrown off of the building. Right next to the thin man, yeah. Just, it looks like he's going to fall right on top of him. They are mm-hmm. both super dead, one presumes. Yep. I forgot one of the disguises. Yes, please. They also disguise themselves as a sculpture. They do. Yes, that's very good. <laughs> they disguise themselves in a, as a sculpture to get carried into this, like contraband building and then they break out of the sculpture fully nude why are they nude for reasons with the plaster would have stuck to their clothes but then they have clothes shortly thereafter so they must have brought the clothes with them whatever in order to infiltrate the irish mob's warehouse and get the rings they it's this is rapid fire Mm -hmm. welding okay we got to go into the warehouse treasure chest dancers okay now we have the things we need to get into the warehouse. And then we're a sculpture. And then we break out of the sculpture. And then there's just a beatdown with the Irish mob. Yeah. But, okay, so pre the beatdown, there's the conversation between Drew Barrymore and Justin Thoreau of like, uh, blah, 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 you loved me and then you put me in prison and I'm crazy and I'm going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. And then they, the Charlie's Angels, there's, there's a lot of kicking things into the air and then kicking them at people or objects. Just a yes. lot of precision object kicking. Mm-hmm. as part of the action i'm totally into it lucy lou kicks 
kicks a thing into the air and then kicks it at the light switch and then it's dark and then they flip themselves behind Justin Throw and then they're <laughs> they're talking in Morse code. Yeah, behind them, yep. Behind them for a few seconds. I don't know why this scene exists because then Justin Throw immediately turns the lights back on and it just turns into an all-out brawl. Right, like what were they saying? We're going to attack in three, two, one, and then it never gets to the, or we're going to run away, or I, do, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I guess I, it's, I, I guess that was plan B, and then plan C was just, okay, well, let's just beat them all into submission, mm -hmm. which yep. they do, and it's very entertaining. I do love a good Charlie's Angels brawl scene. Yeah, yep. This might be the best one. Yeah, that's the best fight scene in the movie. The second best is kind of the ending of the movie. That's fair. That's when fair. They, they fight it out with Demi Moore. So last scene. Yes. Uh, not the superior brawl, but still a decent end scene. Mm -hmm. Ends with the most intense disguises of all for the Charlie's Angels. They're a bunch of old men. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, yeah, they, they hide as um, they figure out what Demi Moore's trying to do. And they send all those high-bidding mobsters to the wrong place. Yes, they wind up infiltrating the contacts that Demi Moore was using to get the guys to the place to make the sale mm -hmm. and then sending them to the wrong place. And then also mm -hmm. setting up a telescope on the roof where Demi Moore originally wanted them all to show up so right. that when she shows up, to her place uh -huh. there's no bad guys there's just a telescope and when she looks in the telescope it shows the fbi picking up all of her bad guys yep exactly right because that's how they do it in the charlie's angels it's right that's right and this is very much the ll cool j in the very beginning of um charlie's angels the first one where it's like it's like a mission impossible mask where it's just uh, like an entire mask that's over somebody's face that makes them look like an entirely different person Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So now it's just the three angels and Demi. Except, oh, no. Uh, yeah, except that um, they made the mistake of letting Drew Barrymore interact with Justin Thoreau, who even in her like old elevator man makeup recognizes her ass. Mm -hmm. He would recognize that ass anywhere. Apparently. So now the Irish mob is involved. Thank God mm -hmm. Crispin Glover shows up to help them because oof. Although... Yeah. Mostly, it's Cameron Diaz versus Demi Moore, mm -hmm. and then Drew Barrymore versus Justin Thoreau, with mm -hmm. the Thin Man's help until the Thin Man dies, and then Drew Barrymore kills Justin Thoreau. It's great. Mm -hmm. And then Lucy Liu just has to kill the rest of the Irish mob. Which she handily does. Which she handily does. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and then they all can attack Demi Moore, but yes. oh crap, she's got wings and a plan B. <sighs> mm -hmm. It involves explosives and flying. Yep, she just like flying squirrels off of the um, building and they get down because there's an explosion. Demi Moore has rigged the, the whole place to explode because she's always thinking ahead. And um, the Charlie's Angels go down via um, Christmas lights. Um, yes, they're very sturdy. And those are very, very small sturdy. women, so I'm sure it's fine. Yes, good point. Yeah. Uh, and they all get to the ground. Um this is where Bernie Mac hits the explosive from, like, exploding everybody on the streets, um, like a real Mr. 3000. And uh, <laughs> um, and then Demi Moore gets into her tiny two-seater car, and Cameron Diaz gets in um, the passenger seat, and Lucy Liu and um, Drew Barrymore are holding on, and then they 
the two of them get kicked off into like through plate glass windows and into like a truck or something. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Look like they were dead. Dead. Yeah, those people so, are dead. Whatever yeah. mannequins they used could not be reused after those stunts. No, I don't think so. So then we have a face off once again between mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz and Demi Moore. Both of yes. them are kind of kind of boned. They're yeah, they from that car crash. Fell, yeah, they the, the car like tumbled and turned and neither one of them was wearing their seatbelts. But uh they get kicked they drive through and end up on a stage again. And then they're they like Demi Moore has to put her like shoulder back in its socket. That's um, not as hard as it seems. Everybody makes such a big deal about that. Yeah, good point. Amber does it all the time. I do it for breakfast. <laughs> it doesn't sound very nutritious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just how I get into it, you know? It's like, oh, time to wake up. Shoulder has to be in. Uh-huh, yep. No? Lovely. So now we have Demi Moore, mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz. Yep. She puts her shoulder back in. Cameron pulls some glass out of her torso. Yeah. They fight. And then, oh, Demi Moore is the better fighter. And she gets has the a upper gun hand on her. Yeah. And has a gun on her because, of course, they use guns. Mm-hmm. And then as she's stroking and licking Cameron Diaz's face and telling her that, you know, they're not so very different. And really uh, spiking the ball before she shoots Cameron Diaz. Yes, because she's, you know, a very good evil villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Diaz explains that they're not the same because she has friends. And then, oh, the people who should be dead. Yes. Come and have, have ran like half a mile down and figured out where the car ended up. That's not hard. It ran through the side of a building. Fair. <laughs> I'll give you that. So then they all try to beat her down. And then the final move is she pulls the gun. And so Cameron Diaz, she doesn't have guns. What she does mm-hmm. have is Lucy Lou and Drew Barrymore. So she Friends. lifts them each in a hand so like uh-huh. one foot from each person in one of her hands and then she launches them at mm-hmm. Demi Moore yep. they get into their flying kick pose yep. kick her she goes back into the stage breaking a pipe presumably with the most flammable gas that ever gas she shoots her gun anyway because I don't know reasons and then just yeah just sets herself on fire and falls to I don't know six feet below the surface six, I guess six floors below the surface yeah, you know those theater... old theater stages? Yeah, they go down <laughs> 60 feet. They go straight to hell, <laughs> which is what Cameron Diaz had just told her to but do. Of course, yes. She was, Demi Moore was going to shoot them. She's like, go to heaven. And Cameron Diaz was like, go to hell. And then, you know, only so one clever. of them can be right. Yeah, so, so clever. And then, final costume change of the movie. Mm-hmm. They've just had the beatdown of their lives. Cameron Diaz mm-hmm. needs stitches, if not For staples. Sure. But they had red carpet wear ready to go, and they are just ready for this gala mm-hmm. that they wind up at. Yep. Yeah. For the premiere of Matt LeBlanc's new movie, I yep. think is where they're at. Yeah. Which coincides with this. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! Charlie's Angels! They full Yay. throttled you! They sure did. I think... So, no brown face. Great. Mm-hmm. I think just, like, a lot of owning it womanness going on in yes. you know you do what you want you do what you do you do it well we're brilliant we're deadly we're sexy it's cool mm-hmm. the men in this movie yes. were shirtless far more than made any sense yes for sure so you introduce justin thoreau he's doing upside down sit-ups in his mm-hmm. cell his torso is just 
way overly sculpted. Yep. So he's shirtless and in the very oiled. And <laughs> he is he is either oiled or sweaty this entire movie. He has been doing upside down push-ups, but the rest of the movie is a little odd. Yeah. Puts a shirt on to leave the prison, but then the next time we see him, shirt is off again. The confrontation again. with Drew Barrymore in the warehouse, he's shirtless mm-hmm. for reasons. I don't he, he has pants that short pants. They're short. They don't go all the way down to his ankles and yep. suspenders are just hanging from them and he's not wearing a shirt. Everybody yep. else has shirts on, but not Justin Thoreau and his overly developed torso. And then the evil Italian guy who was the mm-hmm. surfer and the motocross guy, shirtless. The entire time, shirtless. First scene we see him in with Drew Barrymore or Demi Moore, shirtless. Yep. Surfing. Makes sense. He's shirtless. But then he shows up to the motocross, still fucking shirtless. Eventually yep. he gets a shirt on when they start driving, but man is shirtless when he shows up. There's a there's a couple members of the Irish mob who just like are walking around like through hotels and such shirtless. Yeah. Yeah. So lots it's of, just, you know, objectifying of men body men's bodies. So <laughs> sun's out, guns out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Just I mean, not that I'm like, ooh, pretty, but more just why aren't you wearing the shirt in this yeah. scene? Oh, so we can look at your overly developed torso. Yeah. That's goddamn right. You were an object to me, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this movie's fun. Watch this movie. So what would you give this this movie, Ember, on it's our rock balls. scale? You know it's craze balls. This is, we don't, we don't need be. the other ones. We don't need the other ones because I've already told you which one it is. And if people don't know the scale, I don't feel like I want them to know the scale. R for ridiculous. Yeah, there it is. O for... Your heartless machine. Outstanding. Are you sure about that? C for craze balls and K for K. I doubted myself, but I believe myself now. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this now we're both was, in the wrong. Was craze balls? It's um, yeah, they lean very hard into the campiness and the flying kicks and the upside down shooting and the people should be dead from the, the Charlie's Angels should be dead from most of the things that happened to them, but they're fine. So. Oh, yeah, there was great. There was there was road luge, whatever the fucking name for that shit is. Yeah. I'm sure it's a sport of some kind. Uh huh. But to follow the Terminator 2's car and get the information they needed to, re- after they realized he was a bad guy, Lucy Lou gets onto a road luge and just goes down the road by his Porsche for yep. a while. Or I don't even think it's a Porsche. It's got that like triple trident thing, which I think makes it an even fancier car. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was blue. It was actually silver. Yeah, see, I, I said I think, so I'm, I'm really not good with cars. But the fanciest cars are always blue. <laughs> I'm so not good at cars, I don't even know what colors are. Maserati. I think it was a Maserati. I think that's sure. what that Trident thing is. It super doesn't matter because it wasn't blue, and we just learned that the fanciest cars are blue. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Lucy Lou, Road Luge. And Bernie Mac, because when her handle breaks and they need to stop the car, Bernie Mac just has a bunch of kids in the middle of the desert ready to cross the street Mm -hmm. so that the car has to stop for a reason. Where are those kids coming from? Where are they going to? And how did he collect that many kids? Because they just found out he's a bad guy about 30 seconds before... Like, he got down to the bottom of this mountain. Bernie Mac got down to the bottom of the mountain with 20 children before this guy can drive away in his fancy not blue car 
Like it doesn't matter. It just we wanted a road luge scene, mm-hmm. and we wanted a scene with Bernie Mac being funny with some kids, and yep. that's what we're going to do because we are Charlie's Angels full throttle. That, my friends, is the Craze Balls movie you are in for. Yes, go Yay. to there. I command you. Beautiful. I agree. Anything to add, Megan? Nope. I agree with you. So I know that Abby has been visiting her grandparents and that, know. you know, there's a new baby. You have not had a lot of Auntie Abby time. Yes. Do you have an Abby story? Yeah, I have an Abby story from a, a video that my brother sent me. Um Yeah. I'm I'm excited to go down and see Abby hopefully pretty soon, um, and get to see her little sister soon as well. Um, but um, Dan shared a video where um, he and Abby were at the diner, and she ate all her food, and then she looked at him and she said, "I abonated it." She she ab she abonated all her food. She abonated it yeah she abonated it who taught her this term my guess and would, do they need some sort of mug or plaque i think dan my guess would be dan did that does not surprise me did yeah. you abonate that yes i abonated it i abonated it awesome yeah it's pretty good babies man yeah so impressionable you can make him say anything you want you really can and then when they do it's it's like art you made yeah. art with a person Yep. Although when you really want them to say something, then they won't. But, you know. No, because that's the funniest thing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It turns out they have all the power. They'll give you a taste. But when you really want it to happen, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a baby. I, I don't think I know what you're asking me to do. I don't know. I don't remember that. this. It's like the, it's like the WB frog. It's always, you know, uh, it's like yes. alive and singing for the guy. But as soon as somebody else shows up, it's like a dead frog. Yeah. And it just, he goes insane. That's what, that's what children are trying to do to us day after day. Yep. They're gaslighting us. They're WB frogging us. Just makes me respect them more. Mm-hmm. Amber. Uh-oh. Yep. It's that time. Mm, how does it catch me flat-footed every time? Oh, right. I'm a procrastinator, and I avoid things that make me sad. Yeah. Although I think um, we are going to do one of our joint recommendations, unless you've got something else you'd like to add. No! I definitely want to do the lazy thing. Lazy thing. Lazy thing. Amber, what video game have we finally finished? Well, finished is a strong word. Mm, finished this original story of. Borderlands 3, baby. Yeah. We did. We did it. We did it. We killed the annoying bad guy who was ugh, just like a yapping dog compared to the grandiousness that was Handsome Jack in the in the first one. Yeah. Well, second one, technically. Yep. They needed to die, but it was it, underwhelming. It was underwhelming. I, I do feel like um, Borderlands in general, their, bad, their big bads often suffer from... Like, just kind of a meh final boss fight. But that doesn't make it any less satisfying. No, it was very satisfying. Um, Still recommend it. Um, Any bad guys were going to fall short to Handsome Jack, so, and they happened to pick kind of my least favorite type of bad guy, which are, like, supposed to be based off of, like, YouTube 
teens with like attitude yeah just kind of meh trying to get hits and likes and money and yeah Mm. anyway yeah it was we killed them we did they're dead now yeah and then you have the 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 follow-up which is just playing the game again but on a harder level right and increased loot drops and you eventually hit a cap which means that you know before you could get really great guns but then you you know leveled out of them now all the guns you get they stay with you yeah which is really i think that's a nice way to do it and they know their audience like it's it's just it is oddly satisfying and amusing to encounter two like rare spawn enemies called wiccan warty who are a spiky-haired guy who uses a teleportation gun that opens a green portal to zap him around the place and his hapless warty who just keeps complaining the entire time. Or I got a grenade that's called the Nagata and its flavor text is belted out at him. I'm like, oh my god, that's from The Expanse. Ah, they're pandering to my Expanse love and it's working. <laughs> yep. And then they did a, um, you've gone from suck to blow. They did a as baseballs reference mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm and i'm sure i'm missing a bunch of the references oh they're, yeah they're, they're, they're all as well so they're yeah, little bits it's very good yeah it's 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 delightful there's even there's a gun called a skexil which i think is oh yeah that's yeah that's our crystal baby absolutely it is yeah it's all they know who's playing this game and they, they know do. how to make us smile even though it's so obvious i'm just i'm not that complicated people yeah, yeah. Just, just say the name of my city <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly right um and amber found uh a level 50 jackhammer gun for me which as we all know is uh the jack gun handsome jack gun who um just talks to me makes me very happy yes i'm the nicest i get you the nicest things baby you do that gun has already killed me several times it's, it's a very deadly it's gun a dangerous gun it's the best it's very dangerous for the wielder <laughs> yep which appropriate yeah yeah it is often threatening to kill you yeah so um yeah still still enjoying super fun to play to play borderlands 3 and also thank you for not making me come up with a recommendation of my own you're welcome amber i we were saving this for a uh, time when neither of us could think of anything super mm-hmm. good then we had actually finished around yes, and we also play, exactly so it was an right. appropriate recommendation mm-hmm well, I guess we're done. So um, I'm just going to say bye, Megan, and then we can just be done. And nothing yeah. else has to happen here. Yeah, I'll just, just say so, what so I always say. say. Oh, you mean bye? Yeah. Um, bye. And also but just, that. But no. Oh, God. You must be living under a rock if you don't watch the movies that we recommend. I try so hard to respect you, Megan. But sometimes you just. Do you? Sometimes you just make it so complicated. Bye, Amber. Bye, Megan. <laughs>